Thank you for visiting Discontinued on Display. We are so happy you have joined us. At this time, we ask of you a few small favors. Please refrain from eating or drinking while you're inside the museum. Please stay with your tour guides at all times. If you separate, you may get lost. And also, this is not the event. And welcome into Discontinued on Display. Is this the event? I don't know. We're going to figure out what the event is, I guess. Oh, yeah, we will have to. Um, but to get to the event, you should probably know that I am Chris. <laughs> did I say I'm Matt? I think I no. did. Oh, I didn't? Oh, you wow. didn't. Well, I'm Matt. So yeah, now they know who we are. They just knew they were Discontinued on Display. They didn't know who was who. Ah, okay, okay. Um, I wonder, um, so I listened I listened to, have you ever listened to a podcast and it takes you an incredibly long time to pinpoint whose voices is whose? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and like an, like an embarrassingly amount of time. Like absolutely. I've had this situation where I'm like, I'm embarrassed how long it's taken me to. Well, sometimes, especially if they're all the same gender, um, their voices often will be, for reasons I do not know, in the same register. Um, and they'll all have similar names. I don't know why. <laughs> and then they'll all say who they are once and then they'll just go off into it. And I'm like, whoo, that was too quick for me. Or like, I listen to a lot of like Dungeons and Dragons podcasts. And so I don't know who's, A, I don't know who's who. I don't know what their character name is. I don't know what they're doing. And I've listened to a couple where they don't introduce their character, they say, hi, I'm this person. Hi, I'm this person. Hi, I'm this person. And then they just started playing D&D and didn't tell me. Who, like, so then they were just role playing as people. I'm like, who? What? What's going on? No, <laughs> you can't do that to me. I, I help. Send help. I feel like we probably don't have that much problem on this feed because there's only two of us. There's only Cause, just cause, the two of us. We can make it if we try. <laughs> just the two of us. This is what happens when we don't record during our regularly scheduled evening time slot. Yeah, this is an afternoon recording. The are we going to be out. Are we going to be more awake? Are we going to be more talkative? I mean, I'm definitely not awake right now. I, this is uh, it's it's about 2 p.m. and 2 p.m. is my nap time. Um, <laughs> I could take a daily nap at 2 p.m. every day. I can't do naps; they're dangerous. Oh, it doesn't matter for me. I I, I love sleeping. But you know what else is dangerous? um the event oh the event <laughs> i started thinking danger zone by kenny loggins and yeah i figured we should introduce what we're talking about today on discontinue on display because this was a um this was suggested to us by a listener yes, by um well, li- listener slash fellow sorcerer network member correct. casey um casey was like i casey watched this show the event and he was very annoyed because it got canceled after one season and he was like hooked and loved it and then it it got canceled, so I went okay. Well, this one, so Casey, this one's for you. Um, I I was interested when I looked it up. I was like, oh, NBC again. NBC just can't keep their pants on. NBC, they, th- there is definitely a recurring thread here that I'm seeing NBC having some 
issues specifically with dramas yeah i mean because because let's be let's kind of frame this show this show airs uh it starts air um september 20th 2010 so this is just as abc's lost is ending and a lot of the articles that i read were that nbc was trying to capitalize on lost ending and that void of people now looking for something similar to be able to get into and so, you know, they they want it to be dripping with mystery and intrigue because that was what Lost was. Where when did when? I'm sorry, could you repeat when did this show first air? Uh, NBC from September 20th, 2010, uh, uh, to May 23rd, 2011. So another fun fact is, um, this uh picks up right after Persons Unknown gets canceled. Ah. So, so NBC tried Persons Unknown and went, no, this drama doesn't work. This drama's going to work. And then that didn't work either. And it, it does follow a similar thread, like where where you have this, not so much like in terms of plot, but in terms of what they're trying to do, what the type of show the same. is. There's yes, a the missing person, which reveals that there's a con- like a conspiracy undercover operations thing happening. Um, it's a little bit more science fiction. So in a nutshell, what this show was about was um, several things. Um, uh, in World War II, I believe it was, um, uh, uh, like an alien ship crashes and they take 97 aliens hostage. Um, but some of them, uh, what they refer to as sleepers, got away because they were only minorly injured and are just living as humans amongst human race. And the reason this all starts coming on out is because a young man played by uh, the late John Ritter's son, Jason Ritter, uh, is going to propose to his girlfriend on a cruise ship. And she mis- like, he tries to get it. So she goes missing is the short way of saying it. But what happens is he like tries to get into his hotel room and his card won't or his boat room and his card won't work. And he like knocks on the door and she doesn't answer. And he goes to registration. He's like, hi, I'm in this room. My card won't work. And they're like, you're not in that room. That room has somebody else's name on it. And he's like, okay, well, look, my girlfriend is missing and I can't get back into my room. And that's where I've been. And it seems like they're like, "Mm, I think like you're not really supposed to be here. And it's like, he's you're on a boat. What do you mean? (laughs) So his girlfriend goes missing in the middle of the ocean, essentially. Um, And then he starts to try and figure it out. And as a result, uncovers this giant underground conspiracy and someone tries to assassinate the president. Um, and let's be real here. This the, I watched the the full length trailer for this. So it's I. like a four minute trailer, and, and nothing is the event. And nothing is the event. And of course, it's like this isn't the event, and this CIA conspiracy isn't the event. Um, it, it, it's and what is the event? That is that Do is. Do you know what, what the event is? I mean, I think I know probably what they were trying to put the event as. What do you think the event was? I think the event is what was happening at the end of the first season. Ah, uh, interesting. I thought the event was that the the alien ship crashed because that's not a thing they talk about. They talk oh. about the captured people, they talk about the assassination attempt, and they talk about crazy Jason Ritter, but they don't talk about anything else. And I think it's specifically what they're not the the crash, the plane crash in World War II time period in the 1940s is what the event was that brought these people here. Yeah. So kind of the, you know, the show goes along where it sets all this up and then it, it 
it continues to just like keep revealing things and there's surprises on who are aliens and who who aren't aliens uh how deep this goes there there's it's a full 22 episode season and from what i gather too um based on my research is there were like characters had twitter feeds yes that was the rabbit hole i went into is and there was a website a character had an active blog yeah, like an active blog truthseeker5314.com it's not active anymore i'm not surprised <laughs> um but that was popular back then like i remember this is in the office um Andy and Angela, when they're engaged, uh, they had a wedding site that you could go to and peruse. Um, so that was a popular thing. I was curious to, to like in this day and age, what fictional characters have um, social media. And I was hoping there was going to be a list and there, there wasn't. There was a lot of like, why should your fictional character have a social media? I'm like, I don't care about that. I don't have any fictional characters. I want to see the running list. <laughs> the only ones I could figure out were Jim Henson characters. Miss Piggy and Kermit and Gonzo have a Twitter. Oh, yeah. Elmo and Big Bird have Twitter. Um, It's written very much in their voice, like the way that like, you know, how Elmo skips some words. Yeah. Um, and always talks in the first person. The third um, person. Third person. Thank you. He, he, that's how his Twitter is written out. I, I, I kind of looked, but I was hoping for like a long list. So I could be like, who are the weirdest ones? But, so if you find one, let let me know. Send it to me. I'd love to peruse it Um, and post some of the, the greatest. Um, nice. But I... I, I and even some lesser known, I have to say, even lesser known Muppets, like Uncle Deadly has a Twitter account. <laughs> you know who doesn't have a Twitter account? Sam the Eagle. Which I feel like that's a crime. That is, that is um, that should be against the laws of the United States of America. Dear Disney and Muppet Studios, give the people what they want. Give Sam give Eagle a, a voice. Sam Eagle. He's... Uh, Literally the symbol of freedom of speech. Give him a voice. Yes, yes. Sorry, but Muppets was our season one weird thing. What's this? What's this season's? Uh, uh, it was oh ragtime. Sorry, we got to talk about ragtime in this one. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll get okay. There. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was a I was genuinely obsessed with the concept. I I, th- I do think that's cool that you would give your fictional characters, especially in a TV show like this. Like that to me was a really smart. Like if you give the care if you give writer social media for the characters that are going through mysteries and they can drop clues and hints that way that to me seemed like such a cool concept and an idea for a show that had a through plot point like that well and it makes it so much more immersive in terms of of like a tv show it's okay i watch it once a week for an hour whereas this now i can watch social media like you said for those clues and I can read this blog about about this, and this gives me an additional information. It wouldn't. It 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 it, it reminds me a little bit of uh, um, watching uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, mm-hmm. the animated series, where it doesn't mean that I can't understand anything that's going on in the Star Wars movies if I don't watch this cartoon. But because I watch the cartoon, it fills out so much more and boosts my appreciation. Whereas you could not pay attention to any of these social media platforms and blog posts and you'd still understand the show, Mm -hmm. but it really fills it out, boosts your appreciation. and, And I really enjoy that, that, that idea and honestly a pretty ambitious thing by NBC like that because that means that you're no longer just creating a show but you're having to create social media content and blog content that then works into the narrative of what you're doing that's a pretty big pretty big undertaking I think that's on brand though with with what writers have to do sometimes on shows and 
And what NBC, again, I know NBC was doing this a lot back then, but what certain networks were doing back then, it's creating that that interactive world on the internet because it was getting so popular and everyone was on it. But writers really do have to create a whole universe. They need to know, they really should know everything and who's doing what and who eats what and who doesn't eat what and who likes who. And so it's, it's honestly a way to help writers, I think, because it gives them the ability to flesh out if they're not taking that if they're not doing that part, if this gives them that vet venue, but it also gives authors and writers who go that extra mile and write all that extra content that you never would see in the show or the movie, a place to put it. True. True. Um, so kind of like the show, I, you know, I, I, I read, I read, I remember seeing commercials for it. Cause of course NBC pushed this hard don't remember this very at all. hard. So I, I, the football is why I know about so many shows because um, uh, uh, CBS and Fox have your Sunday afternoon slot. So of course they push the living daylights out of their shows during that. Then NBC has Sunday night football. So same thing. They push all their shows during that. And then ABC slash ESPN has Monday night football. And so then ABC gets their turn to push their shows. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very, while I, I have not watched network TV in, I don't know how many years, uh, I'm very aware of what's happening on network TV because of football. Yeah. Uh, and so I remember seeing this and, and to the point of getting sick of seeing the promos, like I get it. There's the show called the event and it's really interesting. Get back to the football. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. From everything I read, I don't think it's that interesting. I th We talked about this a little bit um, before we jumped into this episode. And if you're feeling... You know what, listeners? If you're feeling this way, we apologize. I'm just apologizing on Matt's behalf for his sins as well. We were like, wow, some of this feels very revisited. And I think it's... The reason the event was canceled was because it got bad. It, the ratings just plummeted. Um... It didn't do great in the first like half. And then they were like, we're going to go on a hiatus. And essentially the hiatus was to fix something because the show changes the way that they tell the story. In the yeah. first half, they're showing a lot of it in flashbacks. But then they're like, oh, that's too confusing. So now we're going to change it. And it's only going to be linear. And from where we are in this point in time moving forward, which apparently was never the original plan. It was always supposed to kind of be like this. Oh, we'll go back and forth. And it's going to really flesh out the characters. They were trying so desperately. Like you said, it seems like they invested a lot of time and money into pitching this and selling it that they needed to try and, and fix a ship that was already sinking. But all right, well, and women and children get on the lifeboats. And I think to jump in here, one of the the compare it's, it's impossible because of lost not to compare this because that's what it was coming up against and what what where lost succeeded was that that show did not become a science fiction show until like season three or four seasons one two and three are our plane crashed on this island and we're trying to survive and yes, there's a little bit of mystery, but ultimately you got to know who the characters were. They did the flashback thing to like, and then by the time it got crazy, confusing sci-fi, you already knew the characters. And so you had those fleshed out. Whereas uh, this one tried to go, surprise, it's a sci-fi show. And we're going to try to build the characters. And we're going to try to have all these mysteries. And we're going to try to have this twist. And I, I think on the, on the, 
surface, it's a fun plot. The idea of, you know, aliens are here, they're being detained, but some of them are among us. And who can you trust? Who's an, who's a sleeper? Who isn't? I, that's a really, really interesting plot point, I think. It just is, they needed to spend like one season developing who these people were rather than just expecting us to invest in it and then, you know, plop us into this high octane adventure. Yeah, no, I agree. And then the other thing too is this was a time where aliens were everywhere. ABC did a show around this time called V, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Which is actually based off of a TV show from a while ago. That was like a reboot of that. But, um, aliens were the big thing for a while. Um, we talked about what was the other thing that had been a really big thing for a while? Uh, we talked about this earlier on in the season. Like, we've noticed that there's like, t- uh, was it superheroes or? I mean, there, there definitely was. I mean, it kind of still is a big superhero that thing. we're talking that's, about. Superheroes are oversaturated. Yeah, um, that's oversaturated. Then, um, uh, I think we oversaturated definitely with aliens um, in yeah. the 2010s. Um, which is a gross sentence that I can say now, the 2010s. The 2010s. The 2010s. Yeah. Um, but, but we do this all the time. Like, this is with movies, TV, uh, studio, we get, you know, they. I'm sure that there's some focus groups that everyone gets in, and you see a run of zombie movies. And then you see a run of vampire movies and TV shows. And then you see a run of Alien. And then you mm-hmm. see a run of, like, y- you get the... Oh, people like this? Oh, okay, go, 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 go. Create as much of that content and variations of that content as we possibly can. And then that fades out and we get to the next fad. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say that I don't feel like this show ended on the world's worst cliffhanger. I feel like we've tackled worse cliffhangers than this. Yeah, I I could see, though, if you were really invested in the mysteries of it all. And so, like, okay, spoiler alert, the cliffhanger... Um, is you know there's all this stuff going on and then there's gonna be like a the aliens are trying to like kill off the entire human race the human race gets saved all the alien rebellions that are on earth apparently are killed um jason ritter finds his fiance girlfriend who gets poisoned by the aliens they save her life but now she's pregnant the president like at one point through the course of the show gets removed from office and now he's reinstated yeah, so all that's happening, um, but pretty much uh, Sophia, who is like the main leader of these aliens, uh, aliens uh, tells the president that, you know, oh, yeah, we failed, but there's no stopping the sleepers and and the rest of the aliens from coming to Earth. And uh, at, at the end, um, th- uh, there's a portal that succeeds in transporting the entire alien planet into Earth's orbit. And the big kind of twist is the president's son asks his mother, you know, okay, what is that? And she replies, home, revealing that the president's wife is one of these sleeper agents. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where it ends. So it ends with the aliens are coming to take over. And then uh, then it's the big reveal of, oh, and there's there's one more person who is actually a sleeper, which uh, from what I read, they kind of dropped that she was like, there were clues early on, like in earlier episodes, like, Oh, like she refused to take a DNA test. Cause that was how you could tell mm-hmm. is that their DNA was different than from, from humans. And, 
like so like i guess maybe that's a you know 2020 hindsight looking back i could say oh of course that was obvious but maybe to the people watching the show at the time that was a huge shocking thing so but yeah i mean i i think it was pretty pretty bad to leave it on that but also you know we talked about this if if they decided that this is where the show ended and and this was the end of the show what do we extrapolate? Like, do we just say, oh, this is, you know, a dire story about the end of humanity and we should learn a lesson of cover ups and lying and, uh, you know, treating people like this, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. And or do we take it as a slap in the face of, wait, I want to see how this story ends. And you're right. Like for someone invested in the show, this would have been probably rough. But again, I feel like we've talked about like persons unknown, they're all on a ship, and um, the pitch she had, she might have hurt her precious little elbow. <laughs> I mean, that you one, really can't get over that no, fact I can't that it's her elbow. One. Or like, like remember? To, well, I get, remember when's to me was extremely traumatizing. So ignore me. Um, but yeah, th- like I, when I read it, I was like, this feels so familiar. Like I feel like I've seen shows that have done these tropes. And I think that's probably part of the reason it just didn't grab. Like we've been here. We've done um, this. Um, do you remember the movie district nine? Yes. Did you ever see that movie? No. Okay. I contend that that is the best alien movie in modern times. Okay. Because it is so different where the aliens have come and we like put them into these slums and and it's it's from the perspective of this person going in that's telling people they've been evicted and then he uncovers this whole plot um and it it's 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 a really really interesting movie because it's so unlike anything else because this, while th- this is very much your, your stereotypical alien movie, where the aliens have come to Earth and they want to come and take over, and they're going to take over by you know getting in key positions of power and da 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 da. And this movie doesn't do that. And I remember watching it, and I was just very very captivated. So this is not a show about District Nine, but I, I, I it is very much worth a watch. I w- if I was more into sci-fi and aliens, I'd be all over it. See, I guess that's the thing is it doesn't play like a sci-fi. It plays like a mockumentary of this guy. It it, it doesn't play as sci-fi. Hmm. And that's what I liked about it as well is it, it, if you if you like were closing your eyes and didn't realize that they were aliens, you wouldn't necessarily really know, oh, this is a sci-fi movie. So that's what I that's what I appreciated about it. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I feel like this this cliffhanger is is for people who are into it. It's bad, but I felt like last week's was worse. Oh, yeah. I mean, people were back from the dead all of a sudden. People were, you know, the group had been separated. And the, the reason last week was worse was NBC for persons unknown promised answers. That you yeah. never got, and they did it. They did it again with this one. Um, I was reading; they were like every the writers. I think were better. Uh, my understanding was about giving you an answer by the next episode, so you were never waiting too long. But again, NBC did that thing. It was like we're going to tell you what's going to happen. We're going to tell you what's going to happen, and then they kind of didn't. 
They, yeah, like, they kind of don't. They just leave you with things. And unlike Persons Unknown, no, none of the writers or producers was kind enough to do an interview to explain what was supposed to happen. Yeah. I, I feel like this always happens, though, where... And gosh, now that I'm thinking about it, it seems like NBC does this a lot, where they do these huge promos for shows that they think are going to be these culture-altering experiences, and then they just aren't. That was part of the trailer, too, where they're like, the, like once in a lifetime, an event happens that shapes the, the, the format shapes of the humanity. Human race or, yeah, yes. something like that. And, and you know, this is what it's going to be. And seeing those trailers, it's, it's impossible not to get a little bit excited. Like, oh, that's, that's, that's really intriguing. I wonder what that event is. But for whatever reason, I'm not then moved to watch it. No. I just go, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then I did, obviously, I, I hit up YouTube uh, for the event. Um, yeah. And there's actually, believe it or oh, not. You mean, there... you mean eBay? What did I say? You said YouTube. Oh, no, I didn't. Well, I did hit up YouTube. I was going to say, I, I did but hit I up did YouTube. I did mean eBay. Well. I did mean eBay. Um, I just need to find one because I can't remember the name. So there's three things that you can buy on eBay ridiculously priced. One of them is um, the first season DVD for, oh, gosh, what was it? Um, $60. And then... You could get Jason Ritter's autograph, uh, who he was the main character, for like 60-ish dollars as well. Okay. And then there was one other actress, and now I have to go refind it because I can't remember it. I mean, it did have um, big name Laura, TV people. It was Laura Ines. Okay. Um, had one, and I don't who. Oh, that was um, that was Sophia. Sophia. That was Sophia. Um, so those were the two who you can buy their autographs on eBay, but that's it. There's two autographs and a DVD box set. Otherwise, nothing else. Yeah, honestly, um, uh, what's her face? Um, uh, 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 Laura, uh, she's probably more famous for ER. She was on ER for 12, uh, 14 years, um, and directed 12 episodes. So probably mm. more famous for that than the event. <laughs> So, but people are still going to, but I mean, it was, it's a picture of her in her costume from the event. I don't know. Still, I think if I were an ER fan, I still would be like, oh, look, it's this person's autograph. <laughs> it's, it's, hold on. I'm going to find the doctor's name. I know nothing about ER. It's, it's Dr. Carrie Weaver. I'm assuming she was a doctor. She might not have been. I mean, she's, there's a picture of her in a lab coat. So I'm assuming. <laughs> If you want, if you want to be a doctor in Chris's mind, just put on a lab coat. Put on a lab coat. I'll trust you. Maybe uh, I shouldn't, but I will. You know, I mean, don't we all trust people that we shouldn't sometimes? That and that's the lesson we need to learn here today. That, <laughs> and stop trusting NBC with drama series. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. Like, has there ever? I mean, t NBC has done comedy well. That, you know, NBC was the home of The Office and Parks and Rec. Mm -hmm. So the comedy they've hit. What was NBC's last really hit drama? Um, I just, yeah, I, I ran with it and I typed in the best NBC dramas of all time. Law and Order is NBC. Okay. So that's been around for a thousand years. Yeah. And there's um, like 50 different. Uh, ER theory. was NBC, which was okay. around for a thousand years. Um. 
these are not these are comedies, sir. Um, <laughs> but some of them is like Bonanza's on here. Bonanza's old. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Like NBC has had hits in the past, but like recently, I feel like NBC isn't isn't the place to be. Well, no. Now now you're supposed to be on Peacock. Oh, that's right. Which okay. I just I need the mic for a second. What what uh I'm sorry. What a horrible name for a streaming service. It's I their hate mascot. that. Name. I get that it's the mascot. First like oh. but to say I'm going to watch some peacock, turn peacock on, it, like it, it, oh, it's, it's wait. It, it's Matt, not great. I didn't know something existed and now I do and I oh, am what? concerned. Ooh. Ooh, did spill. You, they did a NBC did an Emer, uh, Emerald City show. Yes, I did know about this. Oh, my God. It didn't last very long. No, it did not. Yeah, they did a whole like, uh, yeah, it was. Um, and, and again, big name people like Vincent D'Onofrio was uh, the Wizard of Oz. Uh, yeah, yeah, it. uh it was this whole drama set in the world of the Wizard of Oz. Um, uh, you know, so the premise is after being transported from Lucas, Kansas, to the land of Oz by a tornado, 20 year old Dorothy Gale sets out to find the wizard, unaware she is about to fulfill a prophecy that will change everyone's lives forever. So it's, you know, the Wizard of Oz, just different. Oh my gosh. And it did not do well. No. Oh my God. <laughs> This just looks very loud. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I just feel like NBC gets these. And, and here's the thing. Like that, to me, again, feels like a premise that people could get on board with. I mean, Wizard of Oz is one of the most beloved movies of all time. It spawned many spinoffs and sequels and prequels and everything like that. But for whatever reason, I, I wonder if part of it is... NBC's commercials always just feel so dramatic and like just pitch me on a show and let me get into the drama rather than telling me this is the most dramatic thing to have ever existed and you should watch it pitch me on the idea and then we can go from there yeah so I'm like lost in this weird rabbit hole of like wow why does this exist (laughs) But anyway, uh, anyway, um, uh, so I guess we've come to the should should the event come back? What do you think? So I think it's going to come back in a different way. Ooh, say um, more words. The MCU is very much set up for something like this, and they've already announced uh, part of it. Uh, there is a comic book line uh, or a storyline that is the Skrulls. And we've already seen the Skrulls in Captain Marvel. And basically what these are is they are shape-shifting aliens that look like they can they can look like anyone. And so there's a whole comic storyline where it's a secret Skrull invasion where it's revealed that certain heroes have been captured and replaced by Skrulls for years and it's this whole who who are scrolls who aren't who can you trust who can't you and that's very similar it's not the it's not a perfect one-to-one but it's very similar to what what this is and where it's successful because it's marvel yes and that will be successful because it's marvel i i mean and 
I mean, I guess you could revive this in making it the full, you know, full court press of you resurrect the blog, you resurrect Twitter feeds, you resurrect this, you, you build anticipation for it through those avenues and then, you know, restart the season. I just think at what point is it too long to, to restart something like, I mean, this is 12 years, 11 years after this was, this was released. I mean, a lot of things got rebooted, like they rebooted one day at a time. True. And they, Um, one day at a time was great. The reboot. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I, I'm intrigued by the storyline. I would watch something like this. You know, Captain America has a Twitter. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I think it's, I don't think it's like the character of Captain America. I think it's like, like well, learn it, about Captain America here. Well, and it's hard to know too with a lot of these, like the Muppet accounts that you talked about are run by the Disney company, clearly. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I can go create an account for Sam Eagle right now. And that doesn't mean it's his official Twitter. It means it's me. <laughs> well, no, the Captain America one was an fit like a Captain America official. Like it had the little check mark. Oh, okay. Verified. Thank you. That word. It was verified. Yeah. What What do you think? Do you think this should come back? Are you excited? Gosh, I, well, I'm not excited about it. And I, I think for me, part of it is, is I feel like I felt this way a little bit with Persons Unknown. Feels like they had a lot of different storylines happening one right on top of the other. Um, I think they, like you said, I think they just threw it all out too fast. Um, they didn't give us time to know these people. I feel like we're out. I feel like aliens are done right now, especially after we stormed area 50, 60, whatever, what area, area 51. 51. So like a few years, like a year or so ago, two years ago, whenever we did that. Yeah. That, that was recent that we all, recent. Like, that we all just, dis- or I don't know. We, I didn't, but a very, there, there was this very large group of people that was like, listen, if we all just storm area 51, they can't stop us all, which I'm not quite sure is correct. <laughs> like, like um, have you seen our military? Yeah, <laughs> pretty, they pretty, pretty sure could. they could blow us all to kingdom come. But um, yeah, no, it just to me, I feel like we're not in that realm. And you just said it. If Marvel's going to redo this, Marvel kind of has the the the, the chokehold on anything superhero. Um, and anything now aliens because aliens are part of it now because of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and yeah. Thanos and the multiverse stuff like it, that that's it, it that's Marvel MCU owns it it's they're gonna do it better and b- bigger than anyone else because they got the money to do it better and bigger than anyone else like you're I I think anyone would be hard pressed to outdo Marvel on that one yeah you're not wrong. Um, and I, I think it'll just feel similar. And again, I don't know where Marvel's going with it, but, um, I know I appreciated that storyline in, in the comics and that's what this felt like to me. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's hard with any of these shows to say, bring them back because there's just so much content out there right now. And, and, and all of these shows feel like this drama, while it's got some wrinkles in it, it feels like a regular old drama. Yeah. Not anything too revolutionary or noteworthy. Correct. I think partially too, because it's part of what makes the persons unknown and the event gripping 
is the concept of this could happen to me. Yeah. Like, this is like, there's a sense of realism, but not realism. But because it takes place in a real world and you can look at these people who are real life people, you can maybe see yourself in them and want to, what's the word I'm looking for? You can see yourself in them and like actually feel that fear and like immerse yourself in that universe. And I just don't feel like that's a thing we do much anymore. I feel like we, we turn to TV and we turn to movies uh, for a sense of escaping uh, more than anything else. Yeah, the, the it, definitely in the past two years, escapism is a huge thing. Um, I would say even before the past two years, I feel like we started to to jump into that. Um, I don't really want to, like, I, I don't enjoy uh, TV or, or movies that are a little too close to where I live. Like, I love The Witcher. Okay. I love Vox Machina. Um, these are high fantasy, but they're so unrealistic that I, I love the ability to sit back and go, I don't, this isn't like, I could like, what, what would my life be like if I was there instead of here? Like, would it be better? Um, that's why I like period pieces. Cause it's at this point to me, they're very far removed. So things like Downton Abbey, death on the Nile, um, the crown crowns kind of sort of period. That's more historical and that's a whole other boat, but stuff like that. I I really like, or that's why I think when we talk about like pushing daisies, it gave me the realism of, I understand how this universe works because they have the same rules and humanity, but clearly some things are different. Like no buildings in our universe look like the buildings and sets where they did things. And I liked that because it gave me a sense of separation to help me enjoy what was happening and kind of dream about being in that universe instead of living in what I consider the District 12 of the United States. <laughs> it's always dark. It's always gloomy looking. I was in Florida a couple weekends ago, and I'm like, oh, man, it's sunny a lot here. <laughs> it's it's not windy and cloudy. So, yeah, that's why I feel like the show and shows like it just aren't like that's it. That's why it's a great fit for Marvel. It's going to sell like hotcakes because Marvel, even though it does look really realistic, because of the superhero element and the alien and that there's, there is a sense of high modernized fantasy to it. Yeah. That separates it. Um, it feels grounded while, while being separate. Cause we talked about the need for be having a grounded TV show, but I hear you like it, you, you don't always, I think that's why star Wars is so popular. Mm -hmm. I think that's why the MCU is so popular. Cause it, I it, assume it, star Wars was popular because George Lucas went on um, statement to say that there is no underwear in space. I mean, th that might be, um, I, I suppose that's a, a, a reason, <laughs> but, um, I think as lot of it is the escapism that, yeah. that I can go into space and go anywhere and be anything. And, and in I, fairness too, we've also clocked a couple of shows that we've talked about this season that we do think should come back because they would fill a weird hole that we don't do. Remember one was when we thought could come back. I feel like Gallivant could come back, like put, put. Alan Menken on a different musical comedy and like give it a, give it a genuine time span, send him off to the races. True. Very, very true. Um, all right. Anything else before we get out of here for the day? I got nothing. Okay. Well, I have something really fast before we do that. Um, uh, phase two of sorcerernetwork.com has begun, uh, you know, right now pr up until like a week ago, pretty much the only thing you could get on there is, uh, 
uh, our podcast, which if you're already listening, it doesn't really do much for you. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so first of all, thank you for listening. If you are listening, but, um, one of the things we are, uh, I, I have just started is something we're calling the sorcerer's blog. Um, and so this is a place where me, I know Casey's gonna do some writing pretty much anybody else. Honestly, if anyone out there wants to write a pop culture type article, send it to me and maybe I'll post it. I don't know. I'm not gonna make Ooh. any promises, but I, I, I don't, I am not a professional writer or journalist. So, you know, I'm not looking for professional things. Um, anyway, um, so this is just, you know, pop culture articles, blogs, opinions, whatever it is. Um, so I just posted my first uh, 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 article on uh, three reasons why you should watch the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. Um, I very much enjoyed it. And you can I feel like my- I should offer you a counter one of three reasons you should not go see Death on the Nile. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you can. Again, you, you are you can absolutely write that out. Um, you talked about this before the pod about you know Mary's hair. Give me the manifesto on Mary's hair. Yo, I will genuinely one day write you an actual intellectual article on why the the hair and makeup design in the Man Who Saves Christmas was genius and underappreciated by the Academy. I mean, I need to watch it again, which it needs to be Christmas time. So we've got you know seven months. I suppose we could watch it in July because Christmas, Christmas in July. In July. Okay, okay, maybe we revisit it in July. Anyway, um, so definitely go check that out. Um, we're definitely. I've got. I'm working on my second article. I'm almost done with it. Um, it's all about a game called Disney Speedstorm that's coming out this summer, Ooh. and uh, I am. I, so I'm excited about it. Um, we're looking at YouTube content. Um, we're looking at some other other stuff down the road that that um, if you get on board early, there's possible rewards and exclusive things that you can get. I, I don't want to, again, make promises now because I'm not quite sure exactly what it Matt's all... Matt's going to send out blank signed checks. <laughs> you just write a number in. Uh, and But definitely, if you're enjoying the content, if you're enjoying what's going on, head over to SorcererNetwork.com. Make sure you're following us on, um, on, on the podcast social media accounts. Pretty soon here, I, I probably need to do a Sorcerer Network like social media accounts to add to the plethora of social media accounts that I run already. Um, but anyway, um, definitely check all that out. Keep um, keep updated on those things. Keep checking the website because new stuff is going to pop up all the time. Um, yeah, absolutely. You st- oh, um, we should. I was about to say you said it all. You haven't said it all because they don't know where our social media. Yes. Oh, that's is. right. Um, <laughs> so I'll say that part. I can yeah, say, say that, that part. part. You just you said a lot of parts. So. If you want to send Matt a blog post, you can do that by emailing us at discontinuedondisplay at gmail.com. If you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at discontinuedpod or on Instagram at discontinuedondisplay. Um, and you can always visit the sorcererenetwork.com and look at Matt's blog post. Can they comment on it? I don't think I have comments on it. You can um... comment on a piece of paper in front of you and enjoy it. You can, you can send do. us the comment in the email. And then Matt will read it. But send, yes. only send nice things. I mean, you can also send horrible things, and then I just will feel bad about myself, and then I'll go, well, forget you. And then I'll buy that McPizza hat to make him feel better. Uh, you're not wrong. I have some stuff in my eBay uh, saved that I'm hoping that I can purchase at some point. But that's a whole nother story. Um, you know, the McPizza hat and the $60 event first season. Um <laughs> Um, as always, to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, five stars, five stars. 
Um, until next time, um, I'm going to leave Matt so I can go listen to the entire soundtrack of Rack Time. Oh, ah, ah. There you go. Oh, there we go. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.